Armbar, I just got back the odd copy from our sponsors. Can you do the read for me? Oh, boss, you know I can't read. Right, right. Oh, look, it's Doubletail. Barry, can you spare uh, a minute? Sure, what's up? Also, I'm pretty sure I asked you not to call me Barry. Well, Barry, uh, our sponsors gave us this ad copy to read, and unfortunately, our friend Armbar here can't read, so can you do the promo for us? Uh, sure thing. <clears throat> hey there, sports fans. Paragon Doubletail here to remind you, Bard Rock Cafe is brought to you by Dragon Master Games. Shop at their online storefront for your D&D and TTRPG products, as well as collectibles. We are also now partnered with Metallic Dice Games, who make high-quality dice sets, dice bags, trays and towers, and other accessories. Follow our affiliate link and use code BARDROCK at checkout to save 10%, and a portion of your order goes to support the show. Finally, you can also support the show directly by subscribing to our Kofi. Subscribers get access to wild rewards like exclusive bonus content, tarot readings from Rook, social media shoutouts, and tabletop games with the cast. As always, all the relevant links can be found in the show notes. Now, let's rock. Support the show, or I'ma come near ya. You, you, you can't threaten your listeners. It's not a threat. It's a promise. Support the show, jabronis. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special prequel episode of Bard Rock Cafe, entitled Smooth Criminal. We are going to be exploring Rook's backstory today. And I am Paul. I'm going to be your DM, not Kenya today. We split these prequel backstories up amongst ourselves and one special guest DM, which you'll see in my episode. Uh, but I am joined today by our regular cast member, Kadisha, and a few guests. So we're going to go around the table and everyone introduce yourselves, where you're from, and the character you're playing, uh, starting with Khadija. Hey, uh, I'm Khadija. I play Rook. I've been at Bar Rock Cafe since day one. Um, Rook, as for those who don't know, I guess, uh, is our 15-year-old half-elf rogue who has a bit of an attitude problem and not really used to people, I guess. I uh, am recording from uh, amazing Massachusetts, USA, and I'm happy, very happy to be here. And this does take place about one year before the events of the podcast. Rook is actually a 14 Oh, that's Rook. right. She is a... Well, she's basically the same. Right. Not, not a substantial <laughs> difference, just a distinction. I, like, I wanted to that's, slip that no, in there No, that's for totally great. <laughs> All right. And then joining us from the Dice Collectors, we have Haley Clinton. So, yep, my name is Haley. I'm from the Dice Collectors podcast. I play Omthi in that podcast. We've been going on for about a year now, and it's been a ton of fun. Today, I will be playing a Genku artificer called Clanker. They are middle-aged, so about their 40s for a Genku, and I've never played an artificer before, so this is going to be great. All right, and then we also have, from Dice Drop Evolution, Elena. Hi guys, I'm Elena. I play Remy in the podcast Dice Shop Evolution, which is Mutants and Masterminds based. Really fun. I am in glorious small town USA, Pennsylvania, because if I tell you where I am, you're not going to know it. And we will have links to both Haley and Elena's shows in the show notes for everybody. And finally, we're joined by Kadisha and I's old friend, Dylan. Hi, I'm Dylan. I'm from Vermont, but um, I'm speaking to you from New Hampshire. I'll be playing SR-89, Warforged 
Rogue. I have a fancy physical description, but maybe I'll wait on that. Uh, what you need to know now is he's poorly integrated to, into society and will be mispronouncing your names. Oh, are we going to be able to introduce our characters before we see them? Oh, you actually were supposed to introduce oh, your character, Elena. Oh, I yes. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. It's alright. I didn't think to bring it up, so... No, it's good. I am going to be playing Shethik. She is a half-orc, rogue, and druid. So she's a little bit of multi-class, and you'll see mm. why she's a multi-class, so this will be very fun. Alright, and that is our cast for this evening, so I'm going to dive right in. As we, our adventure begins, you all find yourselves in the second floor of the Bard Rock Cafe, in the back area where Felix the Fence, I, I mean Cat Merchant, does his business in private. Thank you all for coming. I know at least some of you prefer to work alone, but this is a job that really requires a team. Xanathar, of the Xanathar Guild, has asked me to procure a Natha guy. Something about his prized goldfish being stolen, apparently. But that's possibly more than you needed to know. It so happens, I heard a rumor that we may be able to get one. And I'd like you all to roll an arcana check. Already with the rolling. The seven. I got an 11. Starting off with a natural 20. That's how I like to do it. Whoa. I got an eight. Oh, boy. <laughs> I got an 11. All right, so only SR89 knows what an Othic guy is. Or what an Othic is, for that matter. SR89 keeps this information to himself. So for everyone else, Felix does explain, Nothics are a corrupted creature who got lost in the pursuit of forbidden knowledge. Of note is the fact Nothics can see, use their power to learn the secrets and detect lies. Xanathar intends to use the eye to find out what happened to his goldfish. Lord Jace Vonk, a renowned diviner wizard who practices out of Blackstaff Tower, I don't know what he intends to do with it, but he does have a Nothic eye, I have on good authority for a spell he will perform in his private wizard tower, just outside of Waterdeep. The eye itself is no doubt in his sanctum at the top of the tower, behind both locks mundane and mystical. I would like you all to steal it for me. And so, um, we need multiple people. Why? Rook, do you think I would ask you to work with others if it wasn't absolutely hmm. necessary? Jace Vonk is a very paranoid wizard. Apparently one of his most prized possessions was stolen from him many years ago. And he has heightened the security on his tower well above the pay grade of a single rogue. He's also holding a gala tonight. And the gala is going to be your opportunity to sneak in. I have procured you all, through reasons I will not explain, tickets to the gala. So you do not need to worry about sneaking in. But getting past the rest of the tower's defenses is going to be up to the rest of you. I love this already. Okay. So Rook is like this skinny, tomboyish, like 14-year-old girl, right? So she's just like, the mention of like, she has to go to a gala tonight. She's, her eyes are as wide as her face. SR89 speaks up. Oh, by the way, your first himself in the third person. You'll need to it. <laughs> this unit's appearance is not inconspicuous. Perhaps it would be better to sneak in. So SR89 is from a line of special designed stealth recon black operations warforged. He does not look like a party goer. Felix looks at SR89 and says, I had taken that consideration. Humanoids of every shape, size, and color are going to be at this party. Uh, mostly wizards in the Blackstaff Tower, but also their personal servants, their bodyguards. Unless you go out of your way not to blend in, uh, they won't make anything of a warforged attending this party. Uh, SR89 inclines his head very slightly. It's his best attempt at a nod. Clanker is just standing there waiting to be told what to do. Felix goes, oh, I 
I don't know how many of you know each other, at least by reputation or by name, but let me go through. Uh, and he just answers each of you. SR89. Chate. Clanker. And this is Rook. One thing you all have in common is you all do business with me. So are we all going to go in together or should we meet inside? I leave the planning stages up to you. And Felix hands you all the tickets and climbs out the window and jumps out the window. Uh, there he goes. This unit had more questions. Says SR89 with slight annoyance. <laughs> That's Felix. I've never seen this tower. Should we, like, go look at it before we go? This unit recommends reconnaissance prior to attempting entry. Ooh, yeah. I can do that. Reconnaissance is, like, my totally favorite thing. And then you see her change into a cat. Oh my god. And as a cat, you realize Felix has lots of cat toys, food, and treats lying around because he does actually yes. sell cat stuff. I quickly uh, get distracted by playing with various cat toys, and then I shake my head and I'm like, no, focus, you need to focus. And then I jump out the window where Felix was and start running towards the tower to go do reconnaissance as a cat. Okay, let's follow. And Rook just sort of like, doesn't exit the window, but decides to walk outside like a human being. <laughs> walk actually outside the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She doesn't have catness. Uh, SR89 follows Rook silently. Nice. Clanker will go out the window. <laughs> and cast Featherfall. <laughs> nice. SR89 is not competent in his athletic skill and does not want to risk a climb check. Fair. Those of you who have known Felix for a while and have seen him just first window have reason to suspect he uses Featherfall for his jumps as well. So you make your way to the tower unevaded because I did not prepare an encounter table. Either it is a five-story tall tower and there are guests gently rolling in. And you do see there are two bouncers checking people's invitations at the door. Okay. I want to look around, like, look literally around the whole tower. Are there, like, windows? Uh, there are windows. Uh, roll investigation. 15. All right, with a 15, you see this is a very large tower. And it looks like, calling it tower is almost like, it's, you should expect towers to be taller than this, but just a five-story tower. But you do recall the Blackstaff Tower only looks like three stories from the outside, but it's much taller on the inside, so maybe that's what's uh. going on here. You look at the windows, and you see the first story window's open, but you look, and near as you can tell, looking at the second story onward, they look like the kind of windows that weren't made to open, mm -hmm. the kind that are like just sealed into the frame of the building. You also see a back door to the tower that looks like it probably goes to a kitchen area because it's across from some trash cans. I do a sniff check by the, cab, by the trash cans. See what they're throwing away. All right, roll perception. I'm still cast with my cat. Perception is plus three. I got a 19 on the dice, but it's a 22 total. Six. Nice. So you smell, uh, first of all, you smell a myriad of things pleasant and unpleasant, uh, but your cat senses do detect remnants of food, fish, chicken, beef, uh, the pieces that were like not quite presentable enough to be served to the populace at large. But they are intermingled with other garbagey things that I won't describe for the sake of our listeners' palate. So I'm <laughs> guessing this is like a fancy, like super fancy events, because there's like regular galas, but then there's like the Met Gala. So I'm guessing this is probably more of a Met Gala vibe, so we have to be super preppy and proper. Yeah, like which one of us looks the least 
Who looks the most put together right now? <laughs> SR.89 says this unit is unfamiliar with gala etiquette. I would probably say, in order for me to get into the places, that I would probably know some etiquette and such because my adoptive family made sure that I could get in anywhere to steal shiny bits of things. So I could probably share some knowledge. We can do a quick little etiquette montage. <laughs> Obviously not as a cat, though. <laughs> so I'll change out of cat form and I'll explain to them. So, <clears throat> so um, I think this is more of like a Met-Met gala kind of deal and not like regular party thing. So are you guys okay going into a place like this? Do you know what's expected? Uh, Rook shakes her head. Okay. I've never been to anything like this. Okay, okay. Uh, I can work with that. You, Mr. Uh, robot-looking man. This unit is designated SR-89. I'm gonna call you Sarah, because that's a hard name to remember with a lot of numbers. Is that okay SR, with you? SR, if you prefer. SR? Okay, I'll, I'm gonna call you Sir. Acknowledged. So, uh, do you have any experience going into parties? SR-89 thinks for a moment. Not bloodlessly. And I turn to our last friend and I'm just like, any experience with a party? So Clanker is just going to open their mouth and you're just going to hear your own voice speaking back to you. Met Gala Gala? <laughs> I can party. <laughs> this. <laughs> what could I roll for the montage of teaching them basic etiquette? That sounds like performance to me. Okay. Uh, it's a lost cause. I got a three on the die. <laughs> no. It's a lost cause. Uh, <laughs> this unit is confused by your instructions on fork usage. <laughs> Literally, the only thing anyone takes away from this is that when you're drinking tea, yeah, basically. you pinky out. Okay, so I'm gonna just turn to them and I'm gonna say, okay, so we have one robot who doesn't know how to use a fork. We have one tiny friend who can only just repeat back what you say and then we have another friend who is unsure of what to really do and then there's uh -huh. me a really tall halfling and then you just see her super confused she's just um the narrator would like to point out that that you that shate is actually a half orc and just calling himself a halfling. that she's a very tall halfling Oh. <laughs> that is her flaw. She believes that she's a really tall halfling. <laughs> it's a Will Ferrell and Elf yeah. kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. Mm, she's just like, okay. How about I, like, at least me and SR can pretend to be the bodyguards? <sighs> that could work. Bodyguards don't really talk. And then I turn over no. to Clanker. I'm just like, what could you be? <laughs> So, in a voice that, once again, does not seem fitting for a middle-aged crow, you just hear, in various tones and pitches, we enter and we steal. I don't understand the problem. <laughs> I like this one, but <laughs> we gotta figure out what to- hmm. Could we pretend that they're the one in charge and then I speak for them? Would that work? Yeah. Right? Now, Clanker, this all rides on you saying almost nothing 
other than me interpreting what you say. And I do interpreting in air quotes. Sounds like a plan. Okay. So I believe <laughs> all we'd have to do is what? Get like a fancy get up and we're ready for this gala. Because we can't go in looking like this. We can probably wear something over our armor and such. If the sake of expediency, one of you already knows where to get some nice pace. We follow SR because we know he's the one that's got it. <laughs> he's got the connect. <laughs> SR 89 doesn't wear clothes, but um, <laughs> sure. It'd just be funny if you'd be like, yeah, I know a good tailor. And you just <laughs> would all question that exact thing. But he doesn't wear clothes. He's got other uses for him. Exactly. SR89 is is happy with the bodyguard role and is not going to wear any fancy clothes, but he directs you to a fashionable tailor. I suggest fancy suits for everyone, and for SR, I get a nice little bow tie. Klinger just looks down at themselves and just repeats back, suit? I put Klinger in a nice little purple suit with a cute little black bow tie. I want to see a crow wearing a suit now. This has to be right now. I will then go over and put a nice little red bow tie on SR. And then, uh, <laughs> I look over and I'm just like, you don't need me to dress you, do you? No. Okay. So it was out there, you made the naked robot wear a bow tie and nothing but a bow tie. So we basically just invented a robot Chippendale. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Oh well, my god! I, he's got armor built into his frame, and now this um, <laughs> now this bow tie is built in too. It can't be removed. Oh, I love it! <laughs> I love it! That's so good. Uh, <laughs> I was just gonna say, Rook finds something modest and plain and black <laughs> to throw over her leather armor. So Rook changed from her normal modest plain black outfit to yeah, a nicer exactly. Modest, plain black outfit. Consistency exactly. is key. That's what's up. Exactly. And then I'll wear something that's probably going to be a black tie then. So I wear a nice black pantsuit, obviously with shoulder blades, or shoulder pads. Shoulder blades! Yeah, yes! shoulder blades. Obviously with shoulder blades. <laughs> no, shoulder with blades. shoulder pads. Beautiful <laughs> shoulder pads that make me look like a boss woman. Just, you know, that okay. power suit. Yes. It makes you feel good every time that you wear it. And then a nice uh, red bow tie to match SR. Um, SR says, this unit's patience grows thin. We must return to reconnaissance. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, I look to the group and I go, do you think we're ready? Yeah. Okay. Acknowledged. Can we, we go, go in and we steal. steal. And we're done. <laughs> exactly, little clanker. So when we get back, SR-89 wants to take a look at what the guard presence is like at the front entrance. Looks like there's just the two guards posted. Okay. We have our invitations, correct? That we got from mm -hmm. Felix, right? Uh, I pull out mine. Do they have any names on them? Or anything specific? Or is it just for the, like, one entry ticket? They don't have anything specific. It looks like they're just generic invitations. They are very nice. Printed on nice paper with gold, uh, the okay. like gold leafing it looks like this it would not be an easy ticket to counterfeit so the fact that like you can tell like this is the bona fide invitation to this gala uh, after i spent that proficiency on a forgery kit <laughs> <Based it. laughs> well i go up and 
I hand over all, how many of us are there? Four? I hand over the four tickets without saying anything. I don't think that they would expect us to say anything. Alright, they take your invitations and you can just, wait, they just wave you through. So we walk through and then I turn to the group and I go, should we have some personas? We didn't think this through. Um, SRA Lion says, please wait. And you all feel a very odd sensation in your head as he establishes a silent sonic link with you. Ooh. Oh, shit. Actually, only two of you. Which one of you does he not like? Probably me, because I accidentally called him Sarah. Let's see. She's one or more creatures. Oh, no, 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 no. We're good. Number equal to my proficiency bonus, which is three. So you all get one. Um, <laughs> proficiency, die, rolling time. So for the next two hours, we can communicate silently. Like with each other or just with SR? For expediency's sake, I'm going to say it works like he's running comms. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, SR is running comms, but we'll say like... SR89 is going to do his best to translate the wording, so we'll let, you can probably just assume that he just repeats verbatim. Um, it lasts for two hours as long as we're within a mile of each other. Yeah, we've done this with Brock on the podcast before. For the sake of expediency, you basically just have Sweet. comms. Yeah. Just okay. assume that he's giving a monotone delivery of everything you say as long as we're actually saying. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> Sweet. And it's just a mental link? Yeah, it's a mental link. I'm a, I basically reflavored Soul Knife, so these aren't... In my imagination, this is a, a module that's built into his skull. It's not psionic in nature, but it, it works the same way. It's cool. Interesting. I like it. Yeah. I, I do too. And another, other notes on him. He doesn't carry a weapon. He is the weapon. <laughs> Which is good for yeah. good for walking into parties. Though he's so <laughs> conspicuous looking, I don't think it helps as much as he's imagined. Yeah, it's a good thing they didn't check my bag. Yeah, that my double cross had crossbows. That I'm Y'all really do look like good bodyguards, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I guess I'm mentally asking, does anyone see the door to the next level or stairs? Yeah, SR89 is going to, to sort of take a look around the area to see yeah. if there's, yeah, like you said, an entrance to any off-limits area. Yeah, so yeah. I guess when we walk into the gala portion where they show us where the main event is, what do we see? Yeah, good question. <laughs> Before you is a room, bustling with humanoids of all shapes, sizes, and colors, holding drinks, eating appetizers, and making conversation. Ball music is playing in the background, and you spot a band in the corner. Actually, the guy leading the band looks kind of familiar. Is he the proprietor of the cafe where you guys ate earlier today? Anyway, uh, you realize that there are actually very few servants at the gala. Uh, their drinks and, f- and food seem to be serving themselves. Directly across from the entrance, on the far side of the tower, you see three doors. Presumably one goes to the kitchen and one goes to the restroom, which means the third one must go to the stairs. You also all clock the party's host, Jace Vonk, in the center of the room. Tall, gangly old man with a patch over one eye, wearing fine clothes and leather boots and gloves. Partygoers can be seen approaching him, giving them pleasantries, and then walking away to mingle elsewhere. That is what you see. Do we know which door is which, or do we have to guess? You can see at one door where people seem to be going in and out periodically, probably the bathroom. You see one door that's opening and closing itself, and the floating plates of food and water are coming out through that door, so that's probably the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So the one in the center looks like it's the stairs. Bunch of unseen servants. So that could be a good thing or a bad thing. So I guess, first move, we go and introduce ourselves to 
not draw attention to ourselves. Mm -hmm. I know I want to do like a walk around the room. Would it be better for us to be as a group or to split up together? Maybe it'd be good for one person to do a walk around. Okay. If there's any trouble, we have the psychic link. Yeah, because I want to see if we notice any like guard pattern movements, you know, that typical video game style where they walk mm -hmm. in a certain route and they look that way, then they look that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm looking yeah. for. So I, I have this idea for Rook. Rook is going to ask, do you think I should try to see if he has a key in his pocket, the old man? Should, should I try and check his pockets? Are you gonna, with your hand? Yeah, like legit, shouldn't I like try and pickpocket him? To see if he has anything? This unit finds that ill-advised. Okay, I guess. Just asking. Taylor, do me a favor while you're casing the room, Rook. Can you do me a favor and just roll, uh, roll investigation since you were thinking of casing him? I'll let you know what else you see. Yeah, a visual inspection. Oh, the uh, safer idea. Okay, so it's twenty-five total. Ooh. I know uh, investigation is good. <laughs> well, maybe you can see it without having to reach in his pocket. There we go. So when you case this room, what you're seeing is first of all, uh, he seems to have a keen eye, like on everyone he's interacting with. Like you see his gaze darting between people in the room, and you see that he's frequently checking that one door, the stairs. He's keeping an eye on the stairs, to make sure no one's going up there. I was going to say, this this line comes up in every heist, but we didn't distract uh -huh. I know. So what I'm thinking is, as I'm going to say this for the second link, so what I'm thinking is, is that when we go up and we introduce ourselves, obviously one of us is going to have to distract him, because as Rook said, he's being super sneaky sneaky and always looking over at that door uh -huh. that we know is going to go somewhere. So I say, since... I'm probably the biggest one here, even though I'm a halfling. I just take him and we go dancing. I will convince him to dance. And she, like, looks so proud of herself. <laughs> this is, like, the smartest How? thing in the world. <laughs> but clearly, it's probably not going to work. Uh, yeah, like... <laughs> SR89 said, looks at Clanker uh, and says, Crow creature, do you have any illusion magic? With the mental connection, Planker has a much more flowy and normal voice, and I don't think they do. <laughs> so they'll just go, nope, the dancing sounds like a great idea. Acknowledged. So we steal the thing and go upstairs. Let's go. Uh, really quick, I do want to let you guys know some other stuff Rook got with that oh, check. Yes. I wasn't quite done. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, go ahead. It happens. So Rook also clocks. I said there were no servants visibly carrying things. You do see one person dressed like a butler. It looks like they're overseeing all the unseen servants. They would probably have the master key. You also see one person who's frequently coming and checking in with the master of the tower. Uh, they look like a student of some sort, probably his apprentice. They keep like going elsewhere in the party. Uh, they look very nervous, and they like seem to be tripping over themselves, especially in front of their master. Like they're trying not to screw up, but in that way where you can't help but screw up anyway. But what you find strange is there actually are no guards posted at the door of the stairs. There's no security at this room whatsoever besides the two people who are checking IDs at the, at the entrance. Suspicious. Something's up with that door. So like... Yeah, SR89 is, is uh, suspicious of some sort of magical surveillance. Can anyone detect magic? 
can. <laughs> so, I, so I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I'm pretty sure I have either detect traps or detect magic. I do. I gotta it. It's just, what, do I just roll something or do I just cast it? That's the question. You don't need to roll anything to detect magic, but I think it's visible. It's not, um, what, you don't happen to know what the components are for that, do you? Like, does it have a somatic or verbal component that would be easily noticeable while you're suspiciously standing in front of that door? It is, it is, yeah, just verbal and somatic, so I just gotta, like, I can just whisper something. So I can, like, look at the door, and then I'll just be, like... Well, so, I want to point out, just as the kind of benevolent DM, Detect Magic does last for ten minutes, so if you want to go somewhere inconspicuous to cast oh, it first, you are could. Are there any, like, pillars before we go up and introduce ourselves to this dude? Any pillars that I can, like, hide behind? You don't see any pillars. You see buffet tables. You see the band on the stage. You do see people going in and out of the bathroom, which would be a pretty private area. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll go pretend to the bathroom before we go and introduce ourselves to the host of the festivities. And so I make my way in a very dignified manner over to the bathroom and then I creak the door open <laughs> like a peek and then I look at the door and then I'm just like, show me all magic! <laughs> Alright, so you cast the tech magic and the first thing you see is the silhouettes of several dozen unseen servants. They are not unseen for you anymore. Uh, you see many other objects in the room that are enchanted. The uh, door is not enchanted. But you do also see, when you look at Jace Vonk, you do see magic in his hand and in his eye patch. Of course. Interesting. Oh, and I can learn at school of magic. So what kind of magic does he have on his fingies and his eye patch? Uh, his fingies are, I think, his conjuration magic, and his eye is divination magic. Okay, oh, damn. So... He probably conjured up all of the unseen um, servants. What is divination magic again? Divination magic is magic used to uh, to see things, to know things. So I guarantee you, he's got like little cameras, like you know, like camera eyes, where like he has like a certain spot and he can see something. I wonder if that's concentration based, because if I'm messing around with him, that would disrupt his concentration, wouldn't it? It depends how much messing around you're doing. Well, if I'm going to be dancing with him, I'm going to be, like, almost like giant child picking up teddy bear toy, like, throwing him around and dancing with him in a very, like, extravagant way. So that would probably rattle him a little bit. That was my plan. Uh, so I come out as I relay that information, and I turn to the group, and I say, like, are you ready? Ready for what? To go introduce ourselves to the host. Well, it would be really weird if we didn't, but if you guys don't feel comfortable, it could just be me and Clanker over here. I'll go. I want to take a closer look. And I just tell them, follow my lead. And <laughs> I guess we get in line to go introduce ourselves to the nice pleasantry of the host. Yeah, I'll follow the, uh, the bodyguard act and go with him. Alright, and there's a relatively brief pause where there's some other people in front of you, but it passes very quickly, and Jace Vonk looks at you and says, Ah, hello! Welcome to my gala! I don't know- you don't look familiar to me, I don't know if we've met. I'm Jace Vonk, I am the master of this tower, and who might you be? I clear my throat and I go, 
This is C.L. Anka, and I, like, <laughs> point my arms over to Clanker, and I go, he is Lord of the Crows! And I do, like, a giant bow to, like, make it seem like an absolute, like, honor to be in C.L. Anker's presence. Ah, nice to meet you, uh, C.L. Anker. Welcome to my party. Is there anything I can do to make your stay more comfortable? Yes, CL Anchor is quite keen on dancing with you, but the problem is CL Anchor, and I lean in really close, has two left feet. So he has tasked me with dancing with you. Is this suitable? Uh, of course. That would be lovely. So then I immediately take him up in my arms and I <laughs> drag him over to the dance floor. Right, well, I love that because Clinker's actually Oh, Q, okay, so then Q, is it like, would be Q, L, Anchor? Okay, so, uh... Yeah. But I like the Chate not knowing anybody's name. Well, I mean, all I did was hear the name. I didn't see it written, so... (laughs) So I would imagine, yeah, it would probably still be C, L, Anchor. Even though it's a Q, and now I feel really bad. Yeah. Okay, so hopefully that was enough time for Rook to check. Yes. The host. I just kind of wanted to. I wanted to look a little more closely to see if I could see if there was anything physical on him now that I'm in front of him. Okay. So could she do that while I'm talking with him? Yeah. Uh, sure, Rook. Seems like it'd be hard to do uh, while you're he's dancing. Had to yes. Right? <laughs> we already had to roll investigation once for this room, so I'll just let the twenty-five roll. Okay. Uh, you can see he does seem to have some things in his pockets without, like the bulge of the pockets would indicate probably a set of keys, a wallet, a pocket watch, a coin purse. Okay. While I'm dancing with him, could I, I'm going to say to you guys, like, while I'm dancing with him, do you want me to check his pockets for anything? I'm going to just say, like, he definitely has something in there. Um, this unit wants to again state... It's objection to you placing your hands in this clearly observant man's pockets. Okay, so do I have anything that would essentially? I, I mean, maybe he's I'm, into that. I'm gonna try to do the Indiana Jones maneuver here, and I'm gonna try to take his keys and swap it with something else so he still has his keys right here. But what would essentially weigh the same? Well, that is a complicated and dangerous maneuver that SR89 has no time to tell you not to do. Well, I have, <laughs> I have the fast hands um, uh, feature. That's cool. I, I did the, the thief uh, subclass. Oh, nice. Yeah, because, you know, cat burglar. That's neat. Do you have, like, caltrops? <laughs> like... I have ball bearings. I was going to say, if you have the burglars get you a ball bearing. Yeah, I have ball bearings. Cool. That would jingle around like keys. And I have yeah, a hundred of them. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that would work. Awesome. That, ooh, look at us. Okay. So, <laughs> while I'm dancing, obviously, I'm, like, making, like, a big show of it. Like, it's, like, us doing, like, the tango, a waltz, like all sorts of stuff and I'm just he's like Wah! like being thrown around by this half work 
and I want to use fast hand, so it's starting at third level, you can use a bonus action granted by your cunning action to make a dexterity sleight of hand check to use your thieves tools to disarm a trap, open a lock, or take the use and use an object action. That's not correct. Roll 20. But could I do that? Would that work? Alright, we'll do a couple of rolls. First, let's roll performance to see how elegantly you are dancing with him. Okay, this is not going to be an elegant process, but because my hope is to jolt him around. <laughs> okay, that is a was an eight, so that's a two with my performance, so that is a ten. I told you, it's not elegant. Alright, that's, that's a very average amount of dancing. If you had gotten a little higher, everyone had advantage on their checks to be okay. being distracted. But now you can go ahead and roll sleight of hand to try and dislodge his keys from his pockets. Okay, here we go. I got a plus nine to sleight of hand. Let's do this. <gasps> okay, that's an 18. That's not bad. That's not bad. 18 plus nine. Mm -hmm. What is that? 27? Math? Nice. 25? 25. 25. 27. Oh. Yep. No, you're right. 27. I, I did the math wrong. But yeah, you effortlessly. Math is hard. You're turning. You you do a dip, and you just graze his pockets. And when you undip, you slide the ball bearings in. And he seems very, even though your dancing is very average, he seems yeah, very. Yeah, imagine as I'm doing like. It's almost like he's a nerd that's never had a girl like touch I'm in his life. I'm doing like the waltz tango, whatever this is. That's how bad the dancing is. It's not even in time with the music or whatever. But I imagine I dip him, and I look at him, and I'm like. Aren't I the best halfling dancer you've ever seen? And then I pull him up and I make him do a spin. And he's cackling the whole time like, yes, you are wonderful. Okay, and then I say psychically, I'm like, got it, got the keys. All right, SR89 wants to try and do a handoff. <gasps> yes. That would probably be sleight of hand, right? Yes, it would be. So explain to me what you're trying to accomplish. You like walk... When she's at a lull in the dancing, SR89 is going to try and loop past her. I mean, I'll send her a, a psychic message saying, let's do a handoff. Okay. I'm going to try and go past her and she'll put her arm behind her back. And I'll put my arm there and sort of grab it and try to put it and grab the key without it being visible. All right. Fantastic. What I could do is that I'll like step back and spin him out. And then as he's spinning out, like by himself, I hand it to you so that he's distracted and then go up and start dancing with him again. You could like put your arm out if, if you're doing a dramatic gesture while I'm behind you. Or I like dip him again and I like throw it to you so he doesn't notice. I love this. Uh, this this unit will leave the nature of the exact dance we do. Okay. We do one of those cool things. <laughs> we do one of them. Do I have to do a sleight of hand check or does... We're going to do SR89, we'll roll sleight of hand at advantage because you're assisting. Oh, that's neat. All right. Let's see how this goes. Oh, pretty well, actually. 17, and I have an 8 for sleight of hand. Oh, my So, gosh. 25. Yes. That will do it. So, you go ahead. You seamlessly just Oh, I didn't even roll with advantage. Just... Oh, my other one's worse. You <laughs> <laughs> would like to take the bigger roll, please. No problem. SR89 just casually walks up behind you as if they're going to grab a drink off of a tray, and with that same motion, they grab the keys out of your hands. And it's, it's seamless, and no one around you okay. seems to notice. And I'll complete. Can I do, like, an insight check to see how distracted he is by all of this? Because I don't want him to notice 
my three friends trying to get into this door. Uh, sure, go ahead and roll insight. As near as you can tell, he is completely focused on you. He's giving you a very hungry look. Looks oh. like he's into big ladies. Okay, uh, my pull that in my slot <laughs> bank in case things go south. Okay, so <laughs> I then communicate with the group. I'm like, he is completely enthralled in my dance skills. This is the time now to go to the door. I'll catch up with you later. Is Rook near the door? Or are we all near this guy now? We're, we were near the center of the room. I think you guys were starting yeah. at the center. Okay. Until he started That's not ideal positioning, away. but we can try and make our way over inconspicuously. Yeah. Sorry if I missed it, but what exactly did we get from their pocket? Which we're just hoping is like key. a master okay. key. Yeah. Or it was like a bunch of keys. Yeah, you have like a ring full of keys. We will oh, try excellent. every key. <laughs> okay. Yes, which again will not be conspicuous. Go steal his magical Cadillac. Do yeah. any of you guys have thieves tools? Because if you don't want to take the time, yes. you can use thieves tools to just um, lockpick the I door do. easily. Plus, you have a I'm sure we've you have a giant automaton to kind of block the way. So yeah. What you're doing. <laughs> yes. Uh, SR9 is actually pretty small by Warford standards. Oh. But, uh... oh my gosh, a tiny little robot friend. Yes. <laughs> well, he he's, uh, he doesn't weigh very much. His actual size is pretty similar, but he's mostly made of wood. Wood? Oh. Yes, he's but he's mostly comprised of, he's got thin metal bones and dark stained wood and leather pieces to cover all the metal so he doesn't reflect. Oh my gosh, we need to protect. He just does not weigh as much as a normal horse. We need to protect SR with all of our lives. <laughs> I, I still have the plus two con bonus, I'll be okay. I don't care. If there's a fire arrow coming your way, I'm taking the bullet, my guy. <laughs> so... <laughs> Let's go towards the, the door, and um, I do have thieves' tools. Yeah, can I use stealth to try and go over to the door? Like, I'm not formally trying to hide. I'm just trying to make my movements inconspicuous. So it doesn't look like I'm beelining towards the door. All right, the three of you each roll stealth at advantage because there's a distraction. This dance is actually very distracting. The party goers are looking at the nice. large orc lady oh dancing. Oh my gosh, with that's so good. Another performance check to see if I've improved in the dance? Sure, go ahead and roll okay. a new performance okay. check. Okay. Uh, that's not any better. That was a that was an eleven, so I improved by one. So that's <laughs> say thirteen that's better. total. Oh, thirteen. That's way better. <laughs> yeah, that's way 13 better. Thirteen compared you have an eight to a time? twelve. Oh wait, no, it was an eight. It was an eight. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Why was I thinking that I rolled a twelve? You're gaining confidence. Oh, yes, I yeah. am. <laughs> Clanker in the mind link is gonna go. If anyone wants to pick the lock or use the keys, I can make you invisible. Oh my god! This unit already asked you if you had illusion magic. Says um, <laughs> it's already magic. Invisibility yes. is illusion. Interesting. It's the, the first time you've heard I any think this conversation. Clanker learned something new. Clanker didn't know that. No, Clanker did not know that. <laughs> This unit resolves to review your capabilities in greater detail later. Whatever that means sounds good. Uh, stealth check time. Oh, this is why advantage is good. Yeah, I rolled a 23 for that roll. Well, that's better, actually. I rolled a 7, so 18. Wow! All right. That's really good. I rolled uh, I rolled 14 and 22. Stealth is, is SR89's right. thing. And how did Clanker do? Uh, 23. All right, you all passed the stealth check, so no one seems to notice as you walk up to the door. 
and you look at it, you see this door doesn't seem to have a key mechanism on it. It looks like it's not meant to be locked. Like, it looks like that's just like he didn't want people wandering upstairs. This is why reconnaissance is important. I was about to say, is this a push door? Like, this is just the door to the stairwell. It looks like he's worried. He didn't want people going exploring the tower, but like, the first, the second floor is probably not that secure. If you hold like a certain key up to it, the door will open. And if that doesn't work, I guarantee you it might be something on his hand. Like, his hand allows the doorknob to come into existence. SR89 sends a uh, bird creature. Is there any magic on this door? Could I still be able to tell if there's magic on the door? If it's been less than, what, 10 minutes or an hour or whatever it was, yeah. yeah. And Chate already confirmed there is no magic. There's oh, no yeah. magic on the door. Okay, okay. so then door. I'm guessing there's probably a secret key slot then. Well, you said there's no key slot. Is there a knob? So there's yeah, a knob. Open it. This door, as much as I can tell you above game, this is just <laughs> a normal-ass <laughs> door. This door is this not one of the obstacles. Not a normal ass door. Someone didn't... roll for it, like <laughs> investigating traps or something. I th- didn't we already investigate this? Is that I think we already investigated this, this door. SR89 has a lot of hit points. He's gonna open. We've it. entered. You open the door. You see stairs. Nice. Let's slip in. Rook slips in. <laughs> yeah, and SR89 sends Warren to our dancer friend. For a certain amount of time so that i can be like okay they're safely in there i will try to figure out a way to get in there i could probably wild shape into a mouse probably yeah to go under the door right what are the size limits for wild shape at that level uh it's not a, the size limit has more to do with not being a big creature it's the cr you need to worry about and a mouse is gonna have a low yeah. cr and i've already wasted mm, one of my wild sense. shapes i just yeah. don't want to do it <laughs> I just really wanted to be a cat, but you know, it's okay. Oh, I know how. <laughs> That's what I was about yes. to say. I could just ask him if I want to go upstairs with him. So then I immediately like tell to the group, I'm like, find a place to hide. I'm about to get myself up, <laughs> up in here and do some real reconnaissance. Okay, so I immediately dip him one last time after like. The fifth song ends. <laughs> like, this is like a whole production. And I'm just like, hey, yo, baby doll, you want me to be your dream girl? And she's like, this is so cringy. <laughs> like, in her head, this is so cringy. His eye goes, his one visible eye goes really wide, and he has this hungry look in his eyes. It's like, whatever do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> she, like, gags to herself on the inside, and she's just like, I don't know how to flirt. This is a problem with me. I set myself up to do flirty stuff and I don't know how to flirt. I immediately look <laughs> into his eye and I give a very like big wink wink and I'm just like, I can show you some more dance moves in private. He catches on to that and he's like, he's like, lead the way. I bet my, uh, we can go to my private bed chambers upstairs. Ah, perfect. Yeah. In the middle of a party. <laughs> you know. This is in the middle his of a party, party like... man. Yeah. <laughs> it's his party, and he'll this go if he wants to. This is the one time a big lady is paying attention to him. He's gonna take it. I started to notice no understanding. He just watches. He like turns things. and winks at his apprentice and gives a thumbs up, and the apprentice oh starts God, greeting people as if he's so the host. Oh my God! That's so adorable. I'm oh, going to start. Have... That's 
think oh, I don't want to think this is cute, but that's kind of adorable. <laughs> we should get out of the way. Yeah, well, I told you guys to. Yeah, I, yeah, I told you guys to hide. Stairs. Peppy, Diana, I brought you both a cup of tea. It's not Earl Grey, but I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, I've had your tea, and it's all cups of lies. First of all, I think the finest tea press the digitation has to offer. Second of all, this is a new line of teas we'll be serving at the Bard Rock from now on by our partners at Many Worlds Tavern. Oh, I've heard of them. I'm particularly fond of sleepy fields and golden root myself. Well... If it's good enough for Diana, it's good enough for me. I'll have a cup of that Farthen Harbor. Of course! Here you go. I pour Epi a cup of tea. Epi, roll perception to determine if the tea is made of lies. Damn it. That's a natural one. First of all, you are absolutely convinced Brock used prestidigitation on this tea. Second of all, you feel a wild magic surge inside you. And dozens of thirsty customers appear outside of Brock's food truck right here in the graveyard. No worries, folks. We have plenty of tea from Abril's Tavern for all of you. Try a cup of Sage's Gate or Sacred Spring. Somehow I already have dozens of cups of this already prepared and steeped for this occasion. Of course you did. Want to brew some of this delicious tea at home? Just go to http colon slash slash manyworldstavern.com slash bardrockcafe and use the code bardrockcafe at checkout to save 10% on your order. As always, a portion of your order supports the show. And if you're a coffee drinker like my good friend Armbar, they have options for you there too. Brock, I'm happy for you and all, but get your food truck and all your customers off my lawn. Uh, sorry, Dan, I can't hear you. This tea is selling like hotcakes. And so are the hotcakes. Bye, everybody. We just opened up a gift shop to help raise funds to rebuild the Bard Rock. Look at this fancy new design. I'd love that on a new t-shirt. You are transported to a world of t-shirts, all identical. You can feel your sense of self slipping away from you as the shirts reach out and grab you and assimilate. Uh, I cast Dispel Magic. Epi, where'd you go? Wild Magic. Don't ask, it was terrible. So, so, where's the gift shop going to be? Oh, well, we have two storefronts, bardrockcafe.redbubble.com and tpublic.com slash users slash bardrockcafe, so anyone can support the Bardrock. You know, the coffee mug is really cute. And that's not all we sell. We have t-shirts, hoodies, children's apparel, baby Bardrock Cafe's gift shop is now open. Sales go to support the show, so if you want to help out, and also get some cool Bard Rock Cafe merch. Go check it out. And that's everything we had so far. Epi, are you listening? Hmm? Th did you say something? <sighs> Alright, so in the approximate minute you guys okay. have a head start, what you do is you enter the second floor, you see a long corridor with doors on either side, being walked up and down by half a dozen animated broomsticks that seem to be doing menial chores. Dusting cleaning beds, and, of course, sweeping. Uh, when you look at one of the open doors, you do see that there are just bed chambers. It looks like this is the wizard's bed chambers, the chambers for his apprentice, his servants, and guest rooms. There are ten doors in total. And you can tell which one is the master bedroom. It's literally the first one at the top okay, of the stairs. so do you guys want to hide in, like, the random ones? And then when I go by, I mean, 
what I really plan to do is like take him up to his bed chamber and then knock him out. Like that was my plan. Yeah, I mean we can hide in the other rooms. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I'll, I'm him. taking the apprentice's room. Okay. I'm sorry to nine cents. This unit hesitates to ask, but you have access to any enchantment magic. Any what? Enchantment magic. For any of those? But our spellcaster, right? In lieu of beating this guy, there are other ways we can do this. <laughs> oh. But then they'll know. We can we... beat him after that, but we can get happen. some interrogation. Well, I wanted to, like, knock him out. I do have entangle. And that's for, well, that's for one minute. So what we could do is I could knock him out, and then I can use my rope in the meantime to a chair. Oh, I brought manacles. We I mean, the way this is going, yeah. you might not make him out first. Okay. We could also ambush him in the room. That's true. If you guys hide like in the room. Oh, sick. Yes. Let's hide, hide under the good. bed. Ooh. In case he, in case oh, he doesn't gosh. go down in one hit, we could all. That is true. That. Yes. That is true. Okay. That's a very smart plan. Ambushes are SR-89 stick. All right. Um, he's going to go into the room. And is there a closet or anything else he can hide behind or yep, under? There is a closet. There is an under the bed. Uh, there's an arm. There's a... A chest of drawers. There's a large writing desk covered in there books. There has to be like a boudoir. But there is a closet. What are those things called? Like those giant like things yeah. that you open. Armoire. Armoire. Why did I say boudoir? Yeah, an armoire. Yeah. You know, yes. same thing. Yeah, that's, that's the whole. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> is. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, there's also an armoire. Yes, there's a closet and an armoire. I would just think it's super hysterical if you just put a lampshade over your head. <laughs> so like what a <laughs> so, I, yeah. so Rook crawls under the bed. We could go into That's awesome. the ceiling. Could you? I oh. have rope trick. You should so go into the ceiling. Oh my god, yes. I love this. Do we want to go into the ceiling and Clanker's gonna go ahead and cast rope trick and climb up the rope. Um and I'll just hide at the closet with it. Crack open a little bit. You can come in with me. Nah, we'll do multiple angles of attack. I'm readying my dagger. I'm gonna pull up the rope. Oh, good idea. <laughs> yeah. As you, As you walk in, in and there's a rope. Ready. And after I like <laughs> sent that message off of like, okay, we're heading upstairs. I sweep him up into my arms and I like bridal carry him up to his chambers. And I'm this is asking dream. him for all sorts of details on the architecture and what this room is for and what that room is for, just to give everyone enough time to get themselves ready. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. He's pointing everything. He's like, would you like the grand tour? I can show you the rest of the tower entirely. This is a very smart idea. So I'm I was really looking forward to beating this guy, but that doesn't <laughs> Yeah. So then I will, like, turn the comms on to, like, where I'm always, like, talking to SR so that there's like that constant connection so that he can establish that to everybody else and I'm just like of course I would love a grand tour <laughs> I hate this fake voice I gave to her because she's pretending to be <laughs> you bypass the bedroom he gingerly climbs down he looks as when he has to he walks you up to the door at the end of the hallway and he says alpaca and the door opens the door to his bedroom no the door to okay. the next stairwell He's like, these are the guest chambers. He's like, let me show you the next room. The, the uh, third floor Ooh. is my favorite. And he leads you up the stairs, and everyone else knows that, you're, that the uh, front door has been disarmed. Okay. okay. 
So then Definitely what you guys can do while he's doing that is just search his room. <laughs> yes. And then I could let you know when we're coming back down. All right. Yeah, or, or you we can, can go, go up, up and too. follow. There's no one else here, right? Someone can search the room and the rest of us can sort of follow and search other areas. Yeah, it's just the brooms, which seem like really dumb brooms that won't, like, it looks like they were didn't care you were there before. Okay. So then the question is, who's going to stay behind and search the bedroom? What are we looking for again? A goldfish? The Nothic eye. They're looking for a Nothic eye. It's a very, it's a very large gemstone that resembles a, a uh, eye. They belong to creatures called Nothics. Why did I think that yeah. we were trying to find a goldfish? <laughs> because the person who hired, the person who asked for you to steal it, needs it to find the guy who okay. stole the goldfish. All right. I mean, we could all switchly quickly search the room. Yeah. And, you know what though? Yeah. Like Rook is a solo person. She doesn't mind staying behind, thoroughly checking the room while you guys follow, just in case. What if he like turns around and is like, "Aha!" and like pulls out a weapon that against our friend? True. You know. That is true. So. Yeah, so like Rook volunteers to stay in the bedroom and thoroughly search it. Agreed. I started, I will follow instead. And then um, I say, remember the word is in case it does come back up, is alpaca. Chate and Jace make their way up to the third floor. And presumably. I'll go up as well. Yep. So presumably we have Clanker and SR89 following them at a safe distance. While that's going on, Rook, go ahead and roll investigation. All right. I rolled 24. Uh, the 24, you find his bedroom doesn't have anything particularly interesting. Okay. Uh, what you do find when you go through the rest yes. of the rooms, uh, you find that there is a locked desk in the no. apprentice's room. Who has the keys? You do. Uh, I do. Oh. No, I, um, I do. So, uh, no worries. I'm going to try to pick this lock here. Let me just check it for traps. Alright, uh, we'll let your investigation roll just keep rolling. You do not okay. see any traps. So now to pick the lock. Rather than have you roll the same stat six times in a row. <laughs> so, to pick the lock though, I think it's different. I think it's... Yeah, it's a thieves tool. So it's dexterity plus proficiency. And if you took proficient, if you took your rogue proficiency in it, then it's plus proficiency. Right, so I think again. in the end, it's this eight. One second, so roll. Do, do, do. It's, it's the same as investigation. It's so funny. So I got, um, I mean, oh, thank God for these good rolls, man. Uh, 21. We are blessed. We are blessed. Nice. Yeah, I'm not getting the critical. The I'm 21. just getting, like, good, which is okay. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yep. There's that Honda Civic. You actually find... Yeah, I hear the Honda Civic. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> right on cue. So what Rook finds inside the desk is the journal of the oh, apprentice. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. In a cursory glance, you can see the apprentice complaining that, J that Jace has become paranoid over the last few years. He changes the command word to everything every two weeks. And I'm so it's like, I'm so tired of forgetting the command word, I'm just gonna write it down. It's alpaca. <laughs> and You're Jace, kidding. Didn't, Jace didn't have a diary or anything? No, you get the impression he probably keeps all of his secure things up oh, in his okay, sanctum. I can't wait floor. to read through this guy's diary. I was gonna say, after what we've seen and heard, I don't want to see his diary. <laughs> I kind of want to read it. I have a feeling it's gonna be like Michael Scott from The Office kind of vibe, where it's like, oh my dear God. diary. Kiss, kiss, XOXO, Jace. <laughs> is, there no <laughs> is there nothing else in the Apprentice's journal? I'll also say this. The journal does lay out what the rest of the tower includes, and the tower security. Okay. 
So that's so, really good. So if you, as you take the time, you see that I will not spoil the third floor because the third floor we're going to reveal in a second. But there, you find out the only traps in the third floor are panels in the floor that trigger animated armor to attack people. And you see the fourth floor is got smothering rugs laid in between the bookshelves and to avoid stepping on the rugs. Okay. And throughout this, you see lots of annoyance on the part of the apprentice that he needs to avoid all these booby traps that his master laid across the tower. That's legit. And the fifth tower is just the sanctum. It's perfectly safe. Okay. Interesting. I am going to let the others know to check the floors for panels and carpets. I mean, not yet for carpets, but panels right now. All right. And then going back up to Jate and Jace, as you enter the third floor... You experience a feeling of vertigo. As you see, the entire floor is a mishmash of upside-down, sideways, and normal walkways and stairwells, periodically littered with suits of armor. Across the tower from you and on the ceiling, you spot the door to the next stairwell. Okay. This is my spatial distortion room. Isn't it magnificent? The kind of little disorienting. Like, she is trying so hard not to throw up because this is throwing her for a loop. It's fine. Take my hand, my dear. I will guide okay, you to the next Okay, and floor. I grab onto his little hand. <laughs> just like, this is too much for a halfling. And he guides you there. You don't make any rolls to get there. He gets you to the next door. Okay. SR89 and Clanker. I will not make you roll because you know the floor panels to wake up the armor are there. Roll survival. See how long it takes you to navigate this hallway. It's just a um, Whichever one of you has the higher. And one. now I rolled a 20 on that arcana check. Is a Nothic eye magic? Is it going to show up on detect magic? It is. It would show up as divination uh-huh. magic. Alright, now for the untrained survival check. <laughs> uh, that's an 8 for Clanker. I got a high wisdom, come on. Oh, 5. Alright, it's going to take you <laughs> it takes you too long enough that when we were wandering around, Rook has made it up there to see and sees you both wandering around lost. No. <laughs> I imagine I'm trying to give directions, but I'm too busy trying not to barf into like a doggy bag. Also, you're like, take the, take the third stairway on the left from the... And you realize you can't give good directions of this room because it defies logic. So Rook, go ahead and roll survival to try and help your friends find their way oh, up the stairs. Oh my god, what is my survival? One second. Ugh. Okay, we'll see. And <laughs> it's eight. I don't do much better, guys. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can use my psychic knack. What's that? I've, of course, reflavored it as an overcharge of my reactor. But it gives me, I can add plus D8 to whatever I want. Um, I've got six. All right, you have robot inspiration. Yes. It's it's very similar to the that, um, the fighter subclass with the maneuvers where I can add a die. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to add it to my survival roll. I assume you find that, Paul? Yep. Got a mark that I used one. There we go. Aha! Now I have an 11. The best so far. <laughs> Alright, with an 11, you very gradually make your way there. You get the impression that uh, from the conversation going psychically with you, that Chate is probably almost done with the fourth floor at this point. But you guys do make your way to the door. So, the like, you know how I said something about the panels was on the floor? Was that enough? Did we, or did we like aggro armor? No, you you successfully described the panels. So okay, okay, good, <laughs> good. You've now avoided two of the combat encounters oh I my had. God. We're so good at dungeoning. Apparently, yo. No, s- seducing the master into walking you through the entire thing was probably a brilliant Listen, plan. Though, I 
It comes with costs of its own. Listen, yeah. this is the best seduction yeah, I've ever does. done in any kind of role playing. So like, uh, I am like, like I should seduce everything now. <laughs> All right. So fourth floor, uh, Jate and Jace walk up there, and he says, uh, "Mind the carpets, dear. They're booby trapped." And this is my library. Would you like to see any of the books, or would you like to just go straight to my art sanctum? The sanctum would be on the fifth floor, correct? Correct. Okay. The fifth and final uh, floor. So I would like to take a peek at some of these books and see what he has, in case you know they might be valuable. He can sell them. Sure. So he goes and he takes a. He's like, feel free to browse and let me know if you need any help finding anything. And he goes and sits at like one of the, his study desks. Okay. So the then I tell books. the group I'm checking out his books to see if we can find any other information or anything cool that we can steal and sell later. What, would I just do investigation? Yes, investigation. See if you can find any rare books. Uh, probably not. That's a 13 plus zero. Yeah, the 13, like, you realize you don't have that good a knowledge of rare books to be able to say, oh, well, this is a first edition, or, oh, this is a rare printing. You just, like, without spending literal hours going through the books, you don't think you could discern which ones were valuable. But with a 13, I will tell you, you do see a pedestal in the center of his library. It looked like it was supposed to house a very important book, but it's no and longer there. I go over, or I don't go over, I point to the pedestal and I'm just like, what's that supposed to be? That pedestal was for a rare book. It used to be the rarest Ooh. in my collection. Unfortunately, a few years ago, someone stole it from me. What a dastardly person. Do you have any idea of who they might be? Do. There was a group of students from the uh, Blackstaff Tower here that day. And I believe it was one of them, but I don't know which one. No. As a fan, I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> two, two people in this conversation. Yes. No <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. I say, wait, did I I'm just like, oh, what a shame, what a shame. And then I send off to the dudes, and I'm like, no real good books here, just a bunch of E.L. James novels. <laughs> and then, and then I'm just like. Oh, you actually see he has an entire section of his library dedicated to ro trashy Roman. Oh, stories. perfect. Nice. And then uh, I go okay. And they all involve Goliaths and half orcs being seducing <laughs> small little men. And I'm just, and I look at the covers and I'm just like, do you have no literature on halflings? Very offended. He doesn't even know what to say to that. That's why eighty nine is not conveying any of this. <laughs> so then I'm just like, okay, I'm ready to go see your inner sanctum. Fantastic. And he okay. walks you up there. And because it took you, so, it took everyone so long to get through that room, uh, they basically pop up right as you finish popping up. So they've emerged on the fourth mm -hmm. floor mere seconds. And after like the door to the fourth floor, was there anything about it? No, it's the same thing. He just says alpaca oh, when he walks through each door. This guy's got some lax security. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he's not like alpaca. <laughs> Like for each of the different doors, the different types of. Okay, above game, I didn't want to come up with three. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you all get to the library. You know that the rugs will smother you if you step on them, but if you walk around them, you're fine. So just avoid Can the exact center I of the pathway. I check out the books. Sure. Yeah, SR9 doesn't need to breathe anyway. This is true. <laughs> Investigation, right? Yep. Yeah. 18. 18. 
With 18, you are able to identify some first editions, some rare printings. Uh, anyone else like to roll investigation, or are you all happy with that 18? Um, is there anything besides books that I could look at that looks potentially valuable? There's the uh, study desk in the library. Have, uh, all right, I'll take a look inside the desk. All right, roll investigation. Right, not my best skill, but we'll see. Oh, okay. Natural 20 strikes again. Oh 24. Goodness. Damn. So you're rummaging through Gosh. the desk. You find a myriad of useless library's tools, but you do find a scroll detailing research for a very complicated and powerful spell that requires an guy. Bum, bum, bum. Well, I rolled a two on my survival, so I always do this. You also, when you're reading <laughs> through the scroll, see that the other component of the spell necessary is a human sacrifice. Or I should say a human oh, sacrifice. Oh, no! I knew it. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> uh, that I do relay. And I'm just like, should I hit him over his head now? Maybe Wait see for if us. you can get him to go... Yeah. Maybe see if you can get him to go back downstairs and we'll ambush him as early can we ambush him now? Just shove him <laughs> onto a rug. Before we go up into his inner sanctum, I'm going to say, wait a minute! And then I pause, and I look at him, and I'm like, I have to pee! <laughs> Can you please direct me to the bathroom? Oh, yes, I have another bathroom in that corner of the sanctum. I go, no! The I go, I can't pee and use the facilities at high altitudes. I need to go to at least the bottom floor, where I feel at most safe and connected to the ground. And you see a look in, the look in his eyes shift. Really, Chate, is that what you think? Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, scrap the plan. Let's just run up behind him and stab him. Yep, right. well, we um, have to do it. We have to do this. I just, <laughs> can I take out my short sword real quick and then just, boop, on the top of his head? Ah, just ah, like, yes. bunt him. Sure, go ahead okay. and roll an attack. This is, this is going this. to be, I don't want to kill him right away, so this will be um, non-lethal damage. Right <laughs> away? Why are we killing? We're just I, well, he knows who I am! Our cover is broken! And it's non-lethal yeah, damage! I'm trying to knock him out. I got a 12 plus 4 plus 3, so that is a 19. The 19 will hit. So, roll your damage. Or are you just trying to knock him out with the flat of your sword, in which case it would be yeah, a skill check Yeah, I'm trying instead. to knock him out with, like, the very bottom, like, the butt of the sword, like, the bottom of the handle, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? The pommel. The pommel, that's what it's called. Alright, what we're gonna do then is, alright, what we're gonna do is, we're gonna roll a, uh, we're gonna, you're going to roll a, uh, athletics check to see if you can knock him unconscious, I'm gonna roll a dexterity save to see whether or not okay, he good. can test it for you. Okay, good. I'm proficient in athletics. I have good athletics. Well, that doesn't help. Okay, I rolled a 9 on the guy plus 7 plus 16. He's not very dexterous. Oh, you boop him on the head, he falls flat on his butt. Because he rolled a 9. Oh my nice. god. Oh, we're flying by the seat of our pants here, kitties. Yo, I'm rushing up the stairs right now. I was going to say this out <laughs> when we arrive and burst it. And I immediately steal back my ball bearings. Nice. Yo, I'm looking around. I'm looking around for anything that looks like a case, uh, a safe, something like that. Well, we're on, like, the stairs. Before we haven't gone we leave We're still on the up. stairs? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, in. never mind. Yeah, you crossed oh, the, room. the room. So... Yeah, you guys crossed 
yeah, you guys, you guys went up to the fourth floor, and I assume when you were told, oh, hey, the jig is up, and you started dashing there, and the time it took them to have this conversation, you cleared the floor and climbed the stairs. Before we fully leave the fourth floor, though, I want to cast alarm on the doorway Ooh, that leads smart. up to the fifth floor. All right. Is a roll with that, or does it just happen? Okay. It just and happens. Cool. Awesome. And we can go through it, but if any other creature goes through it, I get a and then, mental um, alarm. I'm going to take out my rope, and I'm going to tie him to a chair that's available here. All right. Why don't you go ahead and roll just a straight d20 to see okay. how you do tying him up. Let's see. If anything, I can just do a tangle. SR89 um, also brought manacles. Uh, this is an average roll again, so a 10, a straight 10. All right, so the DC for him to escape is a DC 10 <laughs> check. Well, manacle. But he's currently okay, stunned, uh, so. So then I ask to the group because I don't have the knowledge that SR has manacles. I'm like, does anyone have any manacles or something? I don't <laughs> want to get loose. What is there nearby that I could uh, manacle into? I mean, it's a wizard sanctum, so there's desks, chairs. Anything like, heavier than that? No, the heaviest thing in the room is desks and bookshelves. There's not really anything to Probably clip it on. Alright, I'll put it on there. the leg of the sturdiest desk. Do I have anything that could I can put into his mouth so that if he does wake up, he can't use any verbal spells? Does, it, does anyone have any, like, cloth or anything? Yeah, but don't we want to interrogate him? Yeah, but I don't want him to, like, wake up while we're looking around yeah. and have him cast a verbal spell. We could just, I could just ready an action to stab him if he casts his stuff. Says the dude who says, let's not kill him, guys. I'll yeah, right. I didn't say not kill him. Well, I guess I did. Yeah. But I'm confident he'll survive a single stabbing. Okay, so I assume now we are looking around the room for this guy. Yes. Yeah, I want to look for a safe. I don't know. Uh, did I ever even do that? Yeah, well, you're getting ready to oh, yeah, this yeah. conversation about what to do with the other Let's go ahead. Body. So go ahead and roll All right, my favorite roll. Oh my god, guys. I got the crit. <gasps> yeah. Is it the good one what or the, the bad heck? one? No, it's a good it's one. It's the good one. Oh, I'm very oh. surprised. Okay, good. All right, so the things you find with a natural 20. Uh, you do find a safe behind a large portrait the man has of himself. Ah. That's vain. You also find he has a locked cabinet that looks like it's meant to hold spell components. Okay. But before you can go to either of those things, you realize something. You realize that the thing you're here for is a Nothicai. And a Nothicai would be used to be able to detect someone's secrets and see past their lies. And you realize that he saw right through Chate's... It's on him, man. This whole time. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look under the I was about you, to say. And as you communicate that to the group... You hear the alarm go off. I rip off Grab that his face. eye patch. We gotta go I'm gonna ready my crossbow coming. towards the entrance of the room. I rip off that eye patch so quick. As you reach for the man's eye patch, you see that he has oh, wriggle free, and he casts Misty Step and goes to the other but side. But I ready in action. I stab him in the face. <laughs> in the face. All right, go ahead and roll an attack to try and get him before he finishes. Yeah, Misty I'm stepping. trying. You're gonna try and interrupt it, and I can stab him from sixty feet away. I want to make that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I so desire. Oh my god. That's um, nuts. Alright. I'm rolling. The first attack roll of the night. Don't, oh, that's that's not impressive. Um, so that is 
can't do math. 14. 14 just narrowly beats his Yay. AC. Yeah, this isn't a sneak attack. Unless, or is one of them adjacent to him? Right now, you are next to Chate, so you are All right. adjacent to him. I sneak attack him right in the face. <laughs> That's so sneaky. Like <laughs> Yes, nothing is sneakier than me just stabbing you as soon as he opens his eyes. Or opens his mouth, I suppose. Oh, that's that's not a bad roll. Eighteen plus five is twenty-three. Twenty-three. Ow, that's a he's a wizard. He doesn't have that kind of HP. That did a lot. All right. Well, I'd like to see him make a concentration check through that. I'm old. It's not called concentration well, check anymore. Well, to be fair, Misty Step does not require concentration, so he's still Misty Step. No. But you did get him well, in the face. Okay. Well, that's gonna have to be good enough. You actually, I will say, you lodged the Nothic guy from his eye. It goes clattering across the floor. Oh my god. Right. Okay. Mission accomplished. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I am going. Can. If we're not doing this in any particular order, can I do an athletic check to try to grab it or dash towards it before he tries to get it? Alright, so it, we're going to do the order of operations and then we'll enter initiative okay. order. So, he misses steps away. He's on the far side of the study. His apprentice comes up and says, What are you doing to my master? And Rook has got a crossbow pointed And Rook, are you going to fire your ready to action? I'm going to say. Get the hell out of here, little guy. And see if he runs away first. Alright, roll an intimidation okay. check. Yeah, right? Oh yeah! Oh my god! That's what's up! You don't even like this guy. Okay, that's a straight up just a D20. And I rolled a, and I rolled a 7. So... Yeah, no, the apprentice just ra raised their hands like they're going to I'm, I'm shooting you. him if I can, or as soon as I can. Roll an attack. You had a held action, okay. so. I can't. I'm going to screenshot this because I feel like he won't believe me. I just feel like he won't believe me. I've been, <laughs> I've been playing with you for a year. Okay, and a half, I so rolled another crit. It's 20. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my gosh. You cr so you crit here. I, need, I didn't have the stop block for the apprentice, but I didn't expect him to enter this combat, but it worked out this way. It's nuts. Fabulous. Oh my god. <laughs> so you you will get sneak attack and it is doubled, so. You've got that all written out, right? We'll double the damage dice for everything. Yeah, I do actually have it all. I have to have it all written out, otherwise I'm hopeless. Um, 1d6. <laughs> so it's 4d6 plus 4 times 2? Wait, what, which one gets times 2? You do 3d6 th right. at so level 5. It's 40 oh, yeah, it's 3. 3d6 plus 8. 3d6. So 3d6 and then double it, so 6d6 ah. plus 8. Roll 3d6 plus 8. Jeez. Well, wait. No. Well, no, it's 66. Because it's, if it's 3d6 normally, you yes. attack, you double so the dice. And you're doubling your... So well, and you're doubling your regular weapon damage too, right? So wait, so wait a yeah. second. So I had 1d6 plus okay, so, 3d6 because a 1d6. Right, easiest way to do this is whatever your attack is. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do, man. I can't with this. <laughs> There's one. Yeah, I, I just. Here we go. Another one. And in total, it's 23 plus 19. So it's. Twenty three. Uh, Thirty three. And then another. Yeah, I'm like carry the. <laughs> Got a lot of um, humanities majors in here. Yeah, Thirty two. No, forty two. I was gonna say that's definitely. Not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I know how much HP it has left. Okay, that's fine. You you've knocked the apprentice two thirds oh of their health God. down. 
And they take the arrow to the shoulder, and you watch them stumble and step back down the stairs. Okay. Yes. And now I need everybody to All roll right. initiative. Yay. I was I wasn't going to get the stab anyone. Anyway. You got the stab somewhere. Eleven. It's very satisfying. Or no, thirteen, sorry. Fourteen. I also had a fourteen. I had an eight. Alright, where are you guys' decks miles? Mine's plus I four. I included mine. Okay. Well, no, you're if it's a tie, then you use just the dex mod to determine the tie break. Oh, mine's plus five. You go first. Are you never going to me through their numbers again? Because I was not ready to write them all down. Let's start with Dylan. What was yours? Uh, 14 total. All right, 14 Tanisha? as well. Also four, 14. And so then it, all right, so it's SR89 and then Rook. And then what was uh, what was Clankers' roll? Clankers was a 13. 13. All right. How about Chad? Oh, I got an 11 total. All right, let's see what the apprentice and the wizard get. Give that initiatives. <laughs> they we roll rolled down. pretty badly for a party full of roads. It is what it is. I rolled an eight on the die, so. All right, so with a fourteen, SR eighty nine, you all are... right. You all see something very strange as blades just appear out of nowhere on his arms. So I don't believe it's anything you guys have seen before. All right, so in the situation, so the wizard misty stepped away. That doesn't have a super long range. Where is he compared to me? This dude still has like a 30 foot range, so he's on the other side of the study hiding behind his desk. He's got partial cover. Alright, I am just. I'm gonna move to take cover behind another desk, and I'm gonna shoot my knives at him, which is indeed a thing I can do. Alright, roll ranged attack, and he does have cover, so he has, he has partial cover, so he has plus 2 AC. I like those odds. Alright. Sideblade number one. Oh, that's not gonna hit. That was a 2. Nope, you, uh, you just shave something off of the books in the back of his study. The books take psychic damage, and then <laughs> I use uh, a bonus action to fire my second side blade. Okay, right. that's much better. So that's a 24 total. Alright, that will hit him. So oh, I don't even have a d4 out. The same. Hang on. And I do not believe there's anyone adjacent to him, so I don't believe... Yeah, that's why I was asking. I'm not going to hit it. No. They're both far away from us. Maybe I should have gone up to him. Whatever, too late now. Uh, so that's four, so nine damage from the little side lane. All right. And is that your turn? You want to do any movement? I or moved behind that desk to take cover. Okay, you're you're taking the cover too. Yeah. Okay. All right, Rook, you're okay, up. Okay. So right now I'm just standing in front of the doorway, in front of a, a bleeding young man. Um, right? Like, he's just... <laughs> so, I feel kind of bad for him. I'm gonna raise my, like, uh, one of my arms, one of my small uh, hand crossbows, and be like, I'm telling you, I read your diary, he doesn't sound worth it, just run! Does it work? <laughs> Roll persuasion okay. this time. I don't know, let's see, wait a minute. No, I didn't put anything in that, so we're gonna see what happens. Do, 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 do. This was a 19. Ooh. Fingers crossed. Alright, so now I'm gonna have the kid roll against wisdom, saving throw against your 19. Oh my roll 24. god. He's really devoted. He's so devoted. <laughs> He's like, no, you are all trespassing. Just you are going to leave. And. I know. Demo's plan! So wait, like, I can't do anything else? No, talking is a free action, so I'm gonna let you still have an action or a bonus action. Okay, I'm gonna be like, you're dumb, and I'm gonna point 
I mean, I'm gonna point at him, and I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna aim it somewhere not super lethal. I'm gonna aim it at his knee. I mean, you and I'm gonna shoot. Just, All right, you're gonna make you sure he stops eventually. Say that it's I don't think I think Rook at, at this stage in her life isn't really good at that. Uh, <laughs> she's not good at that yet. So she's just she just knows how to point and shoot. So she's pointing and shooting. So rules wise, that is what you do, but it doesn't really matter. You can also you can also flavor it as I aimed at a non-lethal spot. Okay. Basically. okay. I got you. That's what's. <laughs> There we go. Okay, let's see what I get. I rolled a 16 total up for that attack. Alright, well you watch as this, as the uh, wizard summons a uh, spectral shield around himself and passes the spell shield and makes his AC. Your, your shot bounces off the shield. I'm just gonna, now I'm gonna dodge behind something. What do I have near me? I was just in front of the... Yeah, there's the room is littered with bookshelves, desks. Uh, there's a large altar in the middle. It looks like it's used for spells. I'm gonna hide behind the nearest, uh, hide uh, kind of like behind under the nearest desk. But I'm still facing that All young right. man. All right, Clanker, you're up. Okay, so you see Clanker take out their bag and take out a bunch of tools and a bunch of weird looking objects out of it. And they're gonna create an Eldritch <laughs> cannon. Wow! <laughs> uh, with Force Ballista. There you are. Alright. Is that your action to do that? Is that bonus action? Yes, that's my action. Okay. Alright, do you have anything yeah. else you want to do on your turn? Um, I'm just going to say I am going to make it tiny so it fits in my hand. Alright. Alright, and then do you have any movement or anything? Um, I'm just going to try to position myself kind of in between the apprentice and Jace so that when the time comes I can have a clear line of shot. Alright. Then Chata, you're up. I'm going to the eye popped out of his head, right? Yep, it's scattered. It's basically at the foot okay, of that altar I'm right now. I'm going to run towards it and I'm going to grab it because all we really got to do is just take it and run. Alright, roll me sleight of hand to scoop it up while running toward it. That is an 18 on the die plus 9 another Alright, you scoop up the Nothic guy in your hand, and as you do, you realize you can see and hear everyone's secrets in your head. If you look at any one of them, you can hear their detailed backstories, their full names, their true names. And and anything they're thinking right now is completely okay, an open book to you. Would I be able to use this to like dance like, you know, like vicious mockery almost? Could I use that? Oh. But even though I don't insult. have that, even though I don't have that as a spell. Not for vicious mockery, but you can use it to like intimidate people. You can like try doing that. Okay, I was about to say because I was like, what the Okay, so then in order to get the dude out of here, like what we're supposed to do, I look at the dude, the apprentice. What is his deepest, darkest secret? In your mind, you see his deepest, darkest secret. He knows who stole the book. <gasps> The name you hear in your head is Giuseppe Von Burse. Which means nothing to you because you don't know who Giuseppe Von Burse is. So then I'm gonna turn the tables. And I'm gonna look over to Jace and I'm just like, Hey! 
Remember that really fancy book that was stolen? Guess which apprentice knows who has it. It's funny you think I don't know that my apprentice knew. I had that Nothic eye before you, girl. Darn. <laughs> but does that, like, intimidate the apprentice? does look shocked and scared. There's no intimidation anyway? of the apprentice. You can roll advantage. Alright, loud the apprentice roll another wisdom 17. save. They rolled an eight, so they give you the impression they are going to run the heck out of here. But it's not their turn, so. Uh, your action was scooping up the Nafa guy, and your free action was talking to the apprentice, so. Okay, so then that's it. I end my turn. So, the wizard is going to use a legendary action. He raises his hand, and the Nafa no. guy becomes burning hot in your hand. What a trick. Roll a constitution save. Not gonna do it. So the, you can't maintain your grip. You take one point of fire damage as the as the Nautha guy levitates into the center of the room, starts spinning around and glowing with a bright light. And he says, "You all are gonna be the sacrifice for my spell." And you watch as these large portals, probably like three to five feet in diameter, start opening up all around the setting. And large, twelve-foot-tall tentacles emerge from each one, start swirling around. I yelled to SR and I'm like, can we kill him now? That was his legendary action. That's gonna say one tentacle is gonna lash out at each of you and try grappling you. So everybody roll a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Okay. Oh boy, let me see what mine is. Oh that's not great. Clanker got a nice plus I got a twelve plus six. I also uh, I have a 14. All right, everybody except SR successfully avoided the tentacles. Damn. SR, a tentacle wraps around your midsection and lifts you up. You are grappled. Oh, well. Now the wizard's actual turn. His apprentice flees, or tries fleeing, but also got grabbed with the tentacles. Because the wizard oh. saw the kid was going to flee. <laughs> and then the wizard is going to cast animate objects and animate ten random objects around the room. So you watch as a book a, a uh, inkwell, a quill, a telescope, and some more books to start floating around. And they all encircle you. So he's going to use his bonus action to have all of those things attack you all. Oh, gee. Alright, so in order. SR, I'm going to roll at you first. 20 plus 8. 12 probably doesn't hit your AC. Alright. Alright, Rook. It does not. A 9 doesn't hit your AC. Yes. Alright, let's do, uh, no. let's do SR again with 10 of these things. A natural 20. What? Oh, god, no! No, shiz. Alright, so with a natural 20, it is 1d4 plus 4 times 2. 2, 4, so it only rolled a 2 on the die, so that's going to be 12 damage. That's 3. And now we're going to have a second one go up for Rook. Does a 16 hit you, Rook? Let me double check that. I think it. No! Oh my god, that's different. All it does right. not. <laughs> it... Alright, Flanker, does 23 hit you? Probably. Yes, it does. But as a reaction, 
I'm gonna cast right, well, shield. It'll still hit me. Oh man, is it too late for me to use my reaction to uncanny uh, I'll let you reach back in time and do that. Hooray. And he rolled a spicy one on the damage for Clanker, so one plus four is five damage. Fifth attack, this one's still on Clanker. Oh, that's just sixth attack, I should yeah. say. A natural one, so no. And then, Chate, you're getting the last four of these attacks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yep, so, 24 to hit? <laughs> yeah, that one Oh my god, he keeps rolling one on the damage die, so five damage. Perfect. <laughs> oh, but now we get And then he rolled a natural one on the next attack, two more left. A, a, does a 14 hit okay. you? A 14 just hits if yep. it beats and beats. So that's going to be 7 damage. And finally, the last book is 24. And that is yeah, 7 that more damage. Okay, so how much total? Uh, so 7 plus um. 7, 14 plus 5. So 19 total. 19 damage. Man! To be fair, he had to he launch had four attacks for that. So. so I've taken, I've taken. <laughs> oh yeah. And to everyone, this is a free. <laughs> to everyone, I will if it's a free action. SR eighty nine is nowhere near as knowledgeable about this one. Only a seven. Once again, for the second time, I have rolled an eleven. I heard a 21 <laughs> there. The Clanker. Yeah, Clanker, Clanker got You're the only person who rolled high enough to know. This is a 5th level spell we just got used on you all. So this wizard knows his stuff. He's much stronger than you all are. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a wizard, so he doesn't have a lot in the way of AC or HP. But he's still a very powerful wizard. Okay. I have a question. If I wild shape... I know, like, some DMs is like, okay, fine, you can wild shape and do an action. Are you... Like, does it, do you have a preference, or would you rather have me just do Wild Shape, that's my action? That's fine by me. I'm fine with you using Wild Shape as a bonus. It is now SR-89's turn. The wizard is done. It sure is. Alright, if you want to try to escape, it is your choice of an acrobatics or athletics check to escape the grapple. I'm not escaping nothing. Grappling just removes my speed, <laughs> just changes my speed to zero feet, and I don't need to go anywhere to stab this guy. So, yeah. SR-89 ignores the tentacle that's squeezing him and uh, starts throwing knives. Oh, and he says, yeah, now we can go. So I'll target the wizard. Can't move, so I'll just stay where I am. Okay, that's a three. First knife does not hit. And bonus action is a four. Well, this is not such a good round for SR. All right, that is it for SR's turn. SR cannot move and use both their action and bonus action. Rook, you're up. How's that? How's our young man looking? How's the apprentice? He fled. He fled back down the stairs. He totally fled. I am yeah. pointing myself right at that wizard from where I am, and I'm shooting at him. I'm not saying a damn thing. I poked him. I hope I poked him with 22. 22 will hit him. Is anyone standing next to Rook at all? So I do not believe you get sneak attack, Rook. No one. No one's standing next to the wizard. That's what matters. Yep. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out if Rook has sneak attack. It's okay. Really? That's my measly attack? I'm sorry. A rogue without sneak attack is not much of a hit. Yeah, it is what it the is. Rogue attacks are not too exciting about this. I got attacks. a 1d6, I guess. So here we go. And that is... I roll. That's all. That's what I got. Well, plus your dex damage. And it's 6 then, total. Alright, he takes it. 
It looks like the spell he initiated does not require concentration. You don't even see him, like, flinch as if he's trying to maintain concentration. It looks like all he needed to do was start the spell to get it going. Jerk. Oh, wait, actually, there's concentration for animate objects. I will have him roll for that one. But there's there's no check for the big tentacle spell. And for animate objects, he did save. So he does have animate objects up still. With the other action, I was going to play my other crossbow. All right, sure, go for it. This one is nine total. Attack roll was nine. Oh, shoot. Sorry. I don't know what I did. I just rolled damage. <laughs> you have a homing crossbow. Doesn't yeah, matter. I was like, that's it. I was like, I don't need any more. Fine. So this one was 17. <laughs> All right. With well, a 17, he's going to cast shield and have AC to dodge That's it. so uncool. I tried. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> so that's it for me. <laughs> All right. Clanker, you're up. First things first, I'm gonna fire my Eldritch Cannon at them. <laughs> Hopefully. Mm, nope, Darn. that isn't it. <laughs> Things are falling apart. a nine. Apart. Yep. With that, gonna cast Scorching Ray at them. Okay, let's see if this one hits. Does a 19 hit? Does not. Thanks to his cover, his AC is functionally 20 at the moment. But I will say this, you are in a room full of books and bookshelves and desks, so you just started a fire. Yep, that's all I got. Oh my gosh, we need to protect sure. SR! Uh, I'm lacquered. It'll be fine. Alright. Chate, you're up. I'm not gonna wild shape, just to save time, and I think this will help with all the books and things flying around the room. I'm gonna cast Thunder Wave. So, each creature in a 15-foot cube originating They must make a constitution saving throw. So I would imagine I ran across the room to grab the eye, right? And the eye was close to Jace. Uh, well, Jace is across the room. The, the eye went bumbling around when he got stabbed in the face. You, so there's four of them that are definitely near you. I just rolled a d10. If you position yourself just right, you can get seven of them. Okay, so I will go on ahead and position myself just so. Just trying to make sure that I don't hit my friends. And so what you guys need to do is roll a con saving throw, and the DC is 14. Flanker's good. Yeah, I would imagine he doesn't have good con. Are you trying to get Jace 2 or just get his animated objects? I'm trying to get Jace. Alright, so I will give you either seven animated objects or Jace and the other three. As in three animated objects? Correct. Okay, I would rather have Jace and the three animated objects. Alright, I'll roll Constation the animated objects first. Fail, fail, one passes. And then for Jace... Now that move didn't take her to within melee range of Jace now, did it? It's a 15 foot cube, so it's up to her. She wants to get right in his face or just be 15 feet away. Get right in his face, we're gonna sneak attack him. Although if he fails, it'll also launch him back 10 feet in his back. He passed. Oh, well, never mind. Okay, well, he still takes half damage. So if he passed, he's not knocked back. Does that mean he's still in melee range? The stabbing Correct. can be significantly empowered. That is eight total, so half that, that is four damage. And then it also says that unsecured objects are completely... Unsecured objects that are completely within the area of effect automatically are pushed back to the away. So I would imagine 
This also affects the animated objects. Yes, it does. They are unsecured. They go flying back ten feet. Two of the uh, two of them that failed to save go flying off into one of the portals where the tentacles are and seem to disintegrate as they pass through it. And the one that saved just looks really shabby. Okay. I have to roll his concentration really quick to see if the animated object stayed up. It does. Does Jace look affected at all? How's he look? He is not looking great. He's looking like a wizard who only had 70 HP and you've all done a substantial amount of damage to him. I probably should have just stabbed him. I probably would have, like, killed him. <laughs> but I was thinking about the animated objects. Alright, now we're up to the layer action. For the three of you that are not grappled, each roll a dexterity check to see if you can avoid the tentacles. Clanker got a 17. Hey. And you'll want to know what's on this natural 20. <laughs> it's a little kraken with little tentacles. Oh, hey. Perfect. I got 13. Alright, Rook is grappled and being held up in the air. I have some bad news for SR89, though. The tentacle starts pulling you into the portal. Oh, no. That seems bad. Could, with my natural 20, could I help someone? <laughs> you know what? Sure. Go ahead and you see SR start getting pulled the portal. Roll me... Uh, an acrobatics check to try and tackle him out of the tentacle and save him from being pulled into the portal. Oh, perfect. I have plus nine to acrobatics. That is a... Man, that is a nine plus nine, 18. I don't know if it'll do it. 18 will do it. I set the DC at 16, so... You tackle SR out of the tentacle yes. and you watch as that tentacle goes back in the portal. The portal closes and another portal opens up. And now you all know, if you stay in the grab of the tentacles, you're going through those portals. Now the wizard is up. He watches, he uh, reaches out, and he's going to be doing a spell attack on Chate. He's going to use Vampire Touch. My gosh, why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> you're lucky he rolled a 12. This guy is does so 12 stabbed. No, it does not. Alright, so for a bonus action... He is going to, because he is concerned about the robot that yelled, kill him, kill him, send all seven of the remaining books at SR. <laughs> Do your worst, you cowardly spellcaster. Seven, seven's going to miss. Two is going to miss. Fifteen plus eight is twenty-three. That one probably hits. It does. You take seven damage. Fourth attack. How much? What's their... Their maximum damage is eight. Okay, I will uncanny dodge that one. So I will take three. Thanks for rounding down, 5th edition. So that's a 24 to hit. That one's going to deal... I rolled max damage on that one, so you take eight damage. Fifth attack. The fifth attack's going to miss. Sixth attack's in that one. Seventh attack is only a 13 on the die. Does 13 hit you? No. And eighth attack. Nine plus eight is 17. Uh, yeah, that's exactly my AC, so that's it. And that's going to deal crispy five damage to you. I'm fine. <laughs> If this were 4th edition, I'd be bloodied, but I'm fine. <laughs> and that is the wizard's turn. SR89, you are now up. Initiate stabbing subroutine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I'm, I'm standing right beside you screaming. Stab him! Stab him! So I'm, I'm going to close to melee range, and yeah, stab him. You could do sneak attack because I'm right beside you. Yeah, and he doesn't get a stupid cover bonus. All right, come on. I'm going I'm to use a different d20. That three and that four, I just can't stand by that. There we go. That's a good number. So that is... Math is hard. A 25. 25 will be his AC, even if you were to cast shield. Sick! Yes. 
Well, he already used his reaction anyway. What a jerk. Well, no, because the, the uh, turn order just started over again at the top of the order. Oh, did it? Oh, he had his turn. I maintain that he's a jerk. Oh, that was a pretty good damage roll, too. We have 18, 23. Wow, he looks real bad. I still have my bonus action. The yes. stabbing continues. So this yes. one won't be a sneak attack since I only get one. All right, bonus action for secondary stab. 24. That will hit. All right, the damage is going to be much less impressive on this one. He doesn't have a lot of health left, so you could probably finish him off. Well, let's hope so. Ooh. Let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, eight damage. Eight damage will do it. He falls backwards. And as you watch as one of the tentacles reaches out, grabs him, and pulls him into the portal. And you realize the spell's not stopping. Yay! But not the guy falls to the ground, but more portals open. Ooh, now without okay. someone to control the spell, it is now burning out of control. First thing I want to do, I want to run and grab that eye. Yeah, all we gotta do is skedaddle out of here, guys. Did the tentacle drop her? Oh, never mind. The tentacle did not drop her. It is Rook's turn, so why don't you roll acrobatics to try and escape the grapple? Oh, sick. Okay, that's plus seven. That's not so bad. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, I rolled a 20. I got 27, guys. Holy nice. I do the yes. most beautiful leap. Good night. Yes. Rook just turns herself yes. into like liquid. You know the way a cat can turn liquid to slip through his face? Night. Rook does that and slips right out of the tentacle and falls through the ground, does the blade pose. <laughs> I'm looking then, at you with Alright, so roll sleight of hand to scoop up the uh, not, not the guy while trying to dodge around the tentacle. <laughs> okay, one second. Oh yeah, these damn tentacles. Let's see how this goes. Okay, this one is a 10 total. I don't know how graceful I am this time. I didn't set the DC very high. Oh, time, sick! So. Okay, I'm lucky. All we gotta do is dash out of here, guys. I'm being reached up by tentacles. Rook, I assume you're using the rest of your movement to book it toward the door? Yes, I am. Come on, guys! Get out of here! Alright, is anyone else doing anything besides dashing out the exit? Is there any windows in here? There are windows. You're on the fifth story, and these windows do not open. If you want to spend time trying to break them out, you could. Do you want to break the window? Do you want to try breaking a window? Sure. All right. How do you go about breaking the window? I'm going to use my Eldritch Cannon to blast it. <laughs> All right. Roll an attack roll on the window. Roll an attack roll on the window. Okay. <laughs> Impressive if you missed that. Yes. The window <laughs> shatters. Oh, it's made good. Of yes. <laughs> do you want to go this way? How, how's the drop? It's a five-story drop, presumably. Featherfall can hit up to five targets, though. I think that was the logic. There. Yeah, I have Featherfall. That can get us all. <laughs> Let's be it. Let's all jump out the Grab on and not die. Yeah. Style. I have rope. I have a grappling hook. I'm going to do it. Oh, I've got a grappling hook, too. I think we all do. Yeah, yeah, let's get out the window then. I think it's better than running downstairs to a gala. Either way, I'm casting Featherfall on everybody. I'm going to trust in the Featherfall. I mean, you all dive out the window, you Featherfall gently down. However, because you're falling slowly, you watch as tentacle portals keep appearing around the outside of the tower too. So while you're falling, everybody roll a dexterity saving no. As we wriggle violently in the air. <laughs> I'll give you advantage because you have the ability to move in the air. I think I got a 13. I rolled another natural 20. Was that with advantage? Uh, it was not with advantage. Yeah, I gave everyone advantage because okay. you're free falling. Oh, That's okay. a 16 then. I'm so happy you gave me advantage. I got 19. 
This time I have a 23 total. That's a little better than last time. Alright, so everybody successfully dodges the tentacles. You make it to the ground. And you watch as the portals start merging together, and the tower itself. People you can see running out. You actually see that band that you saw that you recognized earlier. You see them running out. You see most of the guests making it out. The apprentice, the butler. And the tower itself becomes engulfed in a giant portal. And the portal itself Oops. collapses on itself. And where there was once a tower, there's now just an empty field. Can we walk away like cool guys don't look at explosions tower? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're like, Rooks 11, man. You guys just turn, walk away, and in the background, there's an implosion and a bright flash of light. As this portal to the outer realms collapses on itself without someone to control it. Those poor brooms. And you're able to turn the not the guy into Felix. He pays you all for a job well done. And you all completed the heist. Congratulations, guys. This was so good. Awesome job, y'all. We had some great roles. We had some great moments, guys. Seriously. We really did. This was really fun. All right. Well, thank you all so much for playing. And thank you all of our listeners for listening. We're going to go around the table one more time. Everyone, this is your chance to plug your stuff. Why don't we start with Elena this time? Hi guys, I'm Elena. I play Remy on the podcast Dice Drop Evolution. You can listen to us anywhere. You can even go check out our website. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at PGKeen45 on Twitter. All right, and Haley? Thank you so much for having me. I'm a big fan of the Barter Rock Cafe, so this is like meeting celebrities for me. It was so much fun. But you can find me on Twitter at Haley Clinton, the number four, and I also play Onthi on the Dice Collectors podcast. You can find us on most streaming platforms and at the Dice Collectors on Twitter. And I am just as crazy and not good at socializing in that podcast as well. <laughs> see you there. You have anything to plug at all, Dylan? My name's Dylan. You can see me nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, you can find Katisha and I on Bard Rock Cafe. You probably know where to find us if you're already listening That's to this up. podcast. Thank you all for listening. Have a wild night. Isn't this basically just the same thing as before? Do you have a degree in marketing? Because I have a degree in marketing. He's got you there, Doubletail. Your only degree is in the school of hard knocks. Hmm, sure, whatever. A paycheck's a paycheck, I guess. That's the spirit. <clears throat> Thanks for listening to Bard Rock Cafe. We have the best fans. Remember to follow us on social media so you never miss an update, and be sure to check out our sponsor, Dragon Master Games, for your TTRPG needs. If you aren't already, consider subscribing to the show on Ko-fi to help cover production costs. Subscribers get special rewards like their own channels on the podcast Discord, personalized messages in the mid-roll ad spot, and more. And of course, we're partnered with Metallic Dice Games, whose wide variety of dice and other tabletop accessories are sure to have something unique to add to your table. Links to all that stuff can be found in the show okay. notes. Okay, now in the promo with your patented people's wink! Uh, we did this bit already, but sure. I wink. In a podcast. And it's really good.
It's called a callback. Thanks for doing the ad read, Barry. I told you not to call me Barry. Until next time, everyone, rock on.